0: skies cool they seduce us pulling us irresistibly upwards reminding us to fly our own line on our wings and in life we are the seekers adventurers being one with the air feeling everything and nothing at once that's the magic we chase follow the call find your pure wild flight with mz aerosports Of course, I absolutely love the NZ Aerosports business model. I mean, come on, one glance at an Icarus fuck yeah sticker and you know it lines up perfectly with the fucking pilot mentality. But outside their wonderful use of colorful language and a great company vibe, there's a long list of reasons to say NZ Aerosports fuck yeah. NZ Aerosports blows me away right out of the gate as a canopy manufacturer with a bold offer. They give you 10 jumps on your brand new nylon to decide if you want to keep it swap it out, or even return it for a refund. I mean, seriously, how incredible is that? That's like getting halfway through a prom and deciding you prefer the slightly racier date that goes down faster. Seriously, they do that. If you're not madly in love with your new canopy after 10 jumps, they'll let you swap it out for another size or model, or even get your money back. And the range of canopies they've got? Man, they've got a style canopy to fit every jumper and every situation with models you know and trust like the Sapphire 3, the perfect choice for the beginner or intermediate canopy pilot. The Crossfire 3 when you're ready to kick it up that elliptical notch. The JFX 2 if you're looking to up your new swoop game. The Leia as the workhorse and dirt water dirt beast or the Petra. The Petra cranks out crazy power and is nothing short of a record breaker. But hey, it's not always about speed either. Take the Kraken, built as a low pack volume canopy specifically with wingsuiting in mind. She gives you all the performance you're looking for with the reliability you need that'll have you itching for that next formation, rodeo, or puffy cloud. So, the equipment is top-of-the-line kick-ass stuff, as you already know, but how about the team? Well, the customer service gang is there to sort you out whenever you need them. Maddie and Beto are always there to help with Jen holding the reins. They're available for you at sales at nzaerosports.com, and they've got a kick-ass live chat tool on the website if you're wanting to hit someone up right away. These are the crew you're going to want to talk to to get those custom orders in. With the stock nylon, once you know what you want, they'll have that shit on a FedEx truck as soon as the credit card machine says approved and get you in the air in no time. For your custom orders, you'll be able to get a time frame for building and shipping when you design it, so get to it. And demos! They've got demos in the U.S. available from their partner Rock Sky Market. The whole U.S. demo fleet is there, with Sapphire 3, Crossfire 3, Kraken, JFX2, and Leia canopies in a range of sizes. They also offer student and tandem demos in the U.S. Bottom line, every step of the way, NZ Aerosports is there to get you what you need, and I personally couldn't be happier to be teamed up with them here on Lunatic Fringe. And now, time to get started with Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, brought to you proudly by NZ Aerosports. Fuck yeah! Ready, set, go! Back in the can for another edition of Lunatic Fringe into the Void, the magic of the internet, bringing an old friend back to life. Please tell me, who the fuck are you and what do you do?
1: My name is Danny Coon and I jump at Scott F. Elsinore and I'm in charge of Spoop Club and we are loving it.
0: Fucking DK Live, man. Are you shitting me? Danny Coon's in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. A fucking shitload of people that listen just smiled because they know the fucking energy and the vibe you've got, dude. This is too cool. It's been a long time since we got to catch up. Yeah, it's too long. Wait so it. you're uh, you're doing the game out in Elsinore. You've been jumping a lot. You're not working in in skydiving right now, though, are you? You're you're jumping as a fun uh, jumper. No.
1: Yeah, I, I had to I had to retire skydiving uh, last year due to a neck injury. Neck injury. I had a uh, two pinched nerves on my neck that were excruciating excruciating pain every day oh so i was uh I had to stop jumping
0: dude i fucking i feel you on that because i just had that big ass surgery uh to fix my neck from the years of the yes, heavy i know you're just wait yeah all the heavy cameras we used to jump with
1: seriously your neck's way worse than mine so i got nothing <laughs> to say dude,
0: <laughs> the shit that we go through for the stuff that we enjoy doing right
1: I know. It is the old cameras, heavy cameras. Yeah. And the crappy openings of the parachutes.
0: Oh yeah, man. We just abused the fuck out of ourselves. I mean, I I don't think, I still don't regret it, man. I mean, even after all the pain and all the surgeries and stuff, I still don't regret it, but I definitely would have liked to have jumped a lighter fucking camera.
1: Definitely lighter cameras and better opening parachutes.
0: Yeah. No shit, man. So, look, let's jump all the way back because I want to uh, – I mean, we got a lot of history. I've known you pretty much my entire time in the sport, uh, but you started yeah. a little bit before me. How did, how did you get started in skydiving?
1: Uh, skydiving actually chose me. Um, I never planned on doing it. I didn't go with friends. I didn't see it on TV or movies or anything because it you know, wasn't very popular at the time. Mm. This is uh, 1995, and uh, I had just graduated high school, just recently quit a job. And I didn't have a job at the time. And I ended up working at a skydiving center called Skydive Las Vegas, not even knowing that it was a skydiving center. So that's, <laughs> well, how, I know, that's how I know that skydiving chose me.
0: How the fuck did you end up working at Skydive Las Vegas without knowing what they did?
1: Um, the girlfriend that at the time, she her uncle told me that there was a guy hiring at the airport. That's it. There's just a guy hiring at the airport as a laborer. And I was like, cool. Sounds good to me. I'll, I'll take it. I need a job.
0: And you're what? You're 18 at the time.
1: 18. Yeah. yeah. almost Pretty much out of high school.
0: Jesus Christ. I, you know, I mean, I always knew you were young, but I don't think it ever dawned on me that you were that young. Cause you and I met when I, baby, I think baby. I was 26 when you and I met and you would have been 19. Yeah. Cause we met the next year. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. So you show up at Skydive Las Vegas, and discover you're working for a place that throws people out of airplanes. Were you like, "Fuck yes, this is awesome," or were you like, "You guys do what? You're stupid"?
1: No, no, that was that was the best part. I like within like obviously minutes of being there, I, I'm just sitting there like watching people come down, and everyone's like high fiving, screaming, like hugging, like yelling. I'm like, "Oh, this looks amazing," because <laughs> I was already I was already a skateboarder and wakeboarder and snowboarder, so it was like right up my alley.
0: Nice. Nice. So you did your very first jumps then at skydive Las Vegas.
1: I did. I did. Um, I, I didn't make my first jump until about six months after working there. And, uh, I already knew how to pack a parachute cause I wanted to learn. I was eager to learn. So I knew how to pack a parachute before I even made my first jump.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Now <laughs> not too many people can say that.
0: No, not too many people. Now, uh, Obviously, I've talked about it in the past because a lot of the people that I've had on people that you'll know very well I had Jim Dolan on, I've had Derek Massey on, yeah. I had Weasel on. Uh, all those guys spent a whole lot of time working at Skydive Las Vegas. So everybody's heard me talk about uh, Mr. Michael Hawks and the fact that I was not the biggest fan uh, of that guy.
1: <laughs> so many stories with that guy,
0: right? Yeah. But I mean, he was the one that hired you on, and and God, I, it it hurts me to say good things about this guy, but he actually gave a lot of people their first starts. I yeah, mean,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: He so you got your first jump with Hawks, and then went from in a year, um, basically in a year, went from being the uh, guy on the ground doing whatever Hawks needed you to do to shooting video. How the fuck did that happen?
1: uh was it, it when it didn't go exactly like that uh, i ended up packing uh i was a slave at first and i hated that and then i actually went to quit my job and then michael said like he's like hey do you want to jump and i was like yeah of course and he's like gear yourself up you're on a 10 minute call no <laughs> out, of shit. Outer, out of the order yeah that that's how it went down so i was gonna quit my job because i couldn't stand it because right. they were making me clean toilets cleaning the windows in 110-degree heat, getting on my hands and knees and cleaning the hangar and, like, just doing all sorts of slaves, though. And then I, I went to – I literally went to his office to go quit, and I told Michael, I, I want to quit my job. And he's like, why? I was like, because this sucks. I hate it. and he <laughs> I'm like, you guys are making me do all the work that no one else wants to do. And he's like – he's like, I hear you, I hear you. He's like, do you want to jump? And I was like, yes, of course I do. He's like, gear yourself up. You're on a 10-minute call. I was like, yes, you're jumping with Masa, the Japanese guy. You're on the – Otter and and tips
0: 15 minutes dude that's (laughs) fucking badass that was always one of the things that i loved about you is there's no bullshit in you you just like no this is what i'm feeling and you just say it where everybody else plays kind of games and tries to do this and that you don't you just don't have that filter you're just like this sucks I try to keep it real. <laughs> Dude, it was fucking, it was great. Well, so by the time you and I met, you had already obviously become a full-blown skydiver and had started shooting video. How did you end up yep. getting into, I mean, because that's pretty hardcore and it's still in a video. very short period of time. How did you end yeah. up shooting video? I mean, was it just a fun jumping and start shooting friends videos or?
1: No, no, no. Um, I, uh, Whenever, when, when you guys came there, when you and Kurt and Sammy and Steve and everybody, you guys were like my. I looked up to you guys so much, and I was like, I want to be exactly like you guys. So that, like, you guys were my mentors. Like, that's why I started shooting video because, like, I saw how much fun you guys were having, and I was like, I, I need to do that right now.
0: <laughs> well, so dude, you saw. ended up. I mean, you ended up becoming like a total fucking ninja shooting video in such a short period of time.
1: Yeah, I threw a, I threw a camera on my helmet with like a. I don't know. I think I had like, maybe like, because this is like. 1995-96 you know so the, the rules were different back then but i think i had maybe like i don't know maybe like 30 40 40 jumps and i had a camera on my head like a one of those big high eight cameras yep, <laughs> yep. and then uh yeah i just started i was just free flying fun jumping for a while and then uh finally by like my hundred jump uh or like i, I started sh- uh, jumping out with tandems that like uh maybe like i don't know like 70 jumps yeah and then uh <laughs> and then uh by my hundred jump i was getting paid to shoot tandem, tandem videos and that's sick
0: it, it really yeah. is a different it was a different world back then it was kind of the same with me because yeah. i was over at uh you remember when it was outlaw skydiving and gene yeah, yeah yeah right so i ended up going with aj moeller let me uh shoot a tandem video when i had like 30 fucking jumps <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was That's flying awesome. a
0: fucking PD one ninety. I had no business shooting tandem videos, and I wonder why my neck is fucked. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it was the same thing, man. Those were different rules back then. But yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. by the time you were in the tandem rotation, man, as soon as you started shooting video for money at skydive Las Vegas, it was full on.
1: Yeah, it was pretty rad. I was, whenever I wasn't, you know, filming tandems or whatever, I was always free flying. So. That was, and I uh, jumped with, jump with you, Steve, Kurt, and like, Sammy and all those guys.
0: Right, right. Well, so what was, I mean, back then was kind of when free flying was just getting started and and uh, really yeah. kind of kicking off. So who were your uh, um, role models for for learning how to free fly?
1: The free fly clowns, of course, the fly boys, <laughs> all those guys. Amazing.
0: Those boys Pioneer. were epic. Well, and so yeah. you did the same thing that we did, though. You would you would head down to Paris Valley as often as you could, as well, to try and yeah. get down there and jump. Yeah,
1: on our days off, on our day off, we would go to we would go to
0: Paris. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, you remember when uh, Mary and I started trying to train to do the sky surfing stuff and go to the nationals? We had uh, uh, Jason, the local pilot, flying us down to to uh, Paris whenever we could because he was trying to build ours and we were trying to get jumps in. Otherwise, we were all piled in yeah. somebody's car or van going down to Paris.
1: Yeah, you guys were sweet. Yeah,
0: it was well, and same with you guys. It was all the time, but you really got into the free flying and kind of took it next level as far as Scott of Las Vegas went, really quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, any time I wasn't working, I was uh, just free flying, and actually, yeah, just 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 started starting to get into swooping a little bit at like five hundred, like four three 400 jumps. Sure. And then I pounded in. I pounded in really hard at like five hundred jumps. Almost broke myself. Thought it, everyone thought I broke my back or my legs or something. That's how hard I hit the ground.
0: Where now? Where was this at?
1: This was a uh, Vegas. I yeah.
0: had like a I, huh? in Vegas, man, people underestimated how sketchy that place could get.
1: Yeah, yeah, I had like 500 jumps, and I did a 270 at the same altitude as 180.
0: Oof!
1: So I, I pretty much still hit the ground I like in not dive.
0: I'm guessing you, you were like on a it. stiletto.
1: Flip through my risers and stuff. Yeah, I think I was on. No, I was on a Jonathan one hundred and twenty.
0: <laughs> no shit. Yeah. See, that's the thing, right, man? Swooping got started just like free flying got started back before everybody really knew what was making what happen, and the canopies yeah. just weren't designed to do the shit that we wanted them to do.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Got you remember um I, uh, what was his name the the guy that thumped himself in uh in uh, Apple Valley in, on a um batwing he uh, used to work uh, Vegas too
1: on oh, a batwing
0: uh who was that i can't remember can't, yeah. it'll it'll come to me but yeah he yeah. he frapped in as well but I, so obviously you slammed in but Vegas is a higher altitude it's fucking crazy hot fast air yeah. And the
1: ground's really hard there too.
0: <laughs> fucking hell. I mean, it's the desert or the, the fucking pavement. I don't know which is harder.
1: One of the worst landing areas for sure.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, but yeah. I'll tell you what, I mean, you've, you've gotten to do a whole lot of traveling and go to a bunch of different drop zones now. And I think Vegas probably did the same for you that it did for me, which was get me prepared for all the other places that I'd go. And most of the other places seemed pretty docile in comparison.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. That's the, exactly what Vegas did, because I went uh, I went from Vegas to I uh, helped a guy open up a drop zone in Jersey, Central Jer- Jersey. Uh, it's called it was called up Jersey Shore. Nice. Nice. But it's not there anymore.
0: Well, now you you went to. In fact, what year did you take off out of Vegas? Because when you left Vegas, it was pretty funny, too. Ninety nine.
1: 99
0: you were out of vegas that was i think 99 might have been the year we got to do some fun shit because i was still working in the club at that time
1: yeah i'll never forget when you took me to the club that's That's right that was one of the best
0: because you were what like 19 or 20 years old yeah yeah Uh, like not even old enough to get into the club and, and, uh, uh all the, all the jumpers were going to come to the fucking strip club and go downstairs where the girls are. And I'm like, you guys are out of your mind. You need to come upstairs where the guys are. And you're like, we're not into that ma'am. but thanks. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. You'll be the only fucking guys in that entire room. You need to be up there.
1: <laughs> I was, uh, I was, uh, amazed at all the, all the women. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, Look at all these horny women. It was it was a that was a ridiculous place, man. That whole time was just kind of bizarre. But so you yeah, left that's Scott that's out of Las Vegas. Did you end Did you end up leaving on good terms with Michael?
1: Uh, yeah, pretty good terms. I mean, it wasn't bad because um, I met the the guy, the tandem instructor. What was his name? I don't. I forget. I think he, yeah, Dale something. Dale Hinton. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So I went with him to go open up the shops on, and Michael knew about it, so I wasn't trying to hide anything. It just it was time to move on, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. you worked for Michael for a few years, and I mean, uh, yeah. anybody that survived more than uh, a week at at uh, Skydive Las Vegas was doing pretty good.
1: Yeah, I remember at one point, uh, I looked around, and I was like, I think I'm the one that's been here the longest.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, dude, you yeah. absolutely were. You'd been there longer than anybody. I mean, fun jumpers would stick around, but they were never really subject to Michael's wrath when he'd lose his shit and start <laughs> screaming at somebody. To yeah. yeah. Who was the one pilot he used to fuck with so bad? Oh, oh Thor! That. Thor, you remember Thor the pilot? And uh-huh. he kept—oh my God—he kept fucking it up, and and uh, he took off uh, downwind once with a full load, and and got a rash of shit for. It. And Michael would make all the pilots pick up dog shit, <laughs> pick up dog shit, and scrub the toilets because you had quit and started jumping. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, man. So, all the pilots got the shit jobs. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We went through so many pilots. Oh, so many staff, dude. I think. Uh, and the, staff, yeah. And staff. The we number ended up. For oh, yeah, dude. By the time I ended up leaving, I think he had gone through more than 200 staff. I mean, pilots, jump staff, and ground crew included. But I mean, that's a whole yeah, lot of yeah. people that go through a drop zone. So crazy. So now you ended up at what, at least for me, was the craziest fucking drop zone I'd ever been to, which was Cross Keys.
1: Yeah, that was an amazing chapter.
0: Dude, how long were you at Cross Keys for?
1: Like five years. That's oh. a, Cross Keys was a huge, huge stepping stone for me because um, that's where that's where I got my AFF rating. That's where, uh, that's when I really started swooping, like hardcore. That's when I started competing actually out there
0: yeah they had the um the p s t tour right
1: p s t yeah and then and then uh Red Bull had some competitions back in the day
0: yep well, and, and uh, plus with cross keys, you got to do so much cool shit, especially in regard to swooping i mean I remember they'd bring the fire trucks out and and uh fill up the pond by arcing the water and let you guys swoop yeah, over you remember it that huh Oh, fuck. Yeah, man. I've still got in fact, I'll send them to you after the podcast. I've got a bunch of pictures of you swooping from like Swoop Club and stuff. And there's a great shot of you doing a no hander, um, both feet on the water, kicking up a big old fantail and both hands down by your hips. Just as relaxed as can be. And you're not even looking where you're going. You're looking fucking mugging the crowd.
1: Nice. You got to (laughs) send it to me, please. Fuck. Yeah, man. That shit's fun. as shit. It's actually my sky birthday uh, this Saturday.
0: Uh oh! How many years?
1: Twenty-five years, baby.
0: <laughs> is that insane or what? I just went through my twenty-fifth yeah. year. This year was my twenty-fifth year because I didn't start much, jumping much before you. Yeah, that's so yeah. fucking 25,
1: twenty-five years. Years, quarter century. Yeah. Danny,
0: I mean, how how old are you? Forty-four. Forty, and Three you've been. Ago. You are longer in the sport than. Yeah, I mean, you're more than half your life in the sport. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Oh, man. And you're still posting shit all the time, having a blast at the drop zone, just still tearing it up. I mean,
1: nice, it, I'm glad you see that.
0: has the passion faded at all or you love it as much today as you did back then?
1: I mean, it's definitely not the same as, as it was back in the day, but I still hmm. love it. It's my passion. I love swooping, you know, still, I mean, always and forever. But I mean, sure. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, the passion's still there. It's not going away.
0: So when you got to cross keys, um, you were there, I think a couple of years before me, uh, and you were still there when I got there, uh, how out of control was that place when you started there?
1: It was insane. It was just, yeah. I was like, this place is a frigging circus.
0: <laughs> it, uh, moving there. I, you know, I mean, I, you lived in Vegas forever as well. I always figured Vegas had to be the craziest fucking place I'd ever been until I went to a little town in New Jersey. <laughs> that place was so nuts, man. I mean, the, the epic parties that would happen every week, just accidentally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was a, it was a great bunch of people.
0: Well, and you had so many rock stars that would come through there. Right. I mean, the best of the best would come jumping cross keys.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. They would have so many cool events and like so much talent for just, sure. Like, it was great for me.
0: Well, now did you, uh, who started up uh, monkey claw out there?
1: Uh, it was like a Stewie and like a Bert, Bert and uh, I forget the other guy's name. Three guys. Oh, 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 it was uh, Adam, Adam something.
0: Oh, okay. Adam yeah. I yeah. I know who you're talking yeah. about now. I mean, that yeah, was,
1: started,
0: yeah. well, and you, you were doing a lot of uh, free flying out there as well. I mean, big time. Cause I was,
1: I was one of their alternate coaches. Yeah. And whenever they weren't there and they, someone needed coaching, they would always like give them to me. It's pretty cool.
0: That's too cool. Well, and okay. I, I've been able to talk to. Uh, I had Kim Worthington on the show as well. Oh, you did. Yeah, man, I tracked her down. Oh, she's a, a fucking mother of two now, and and uh, oh, she married. Did. She's doing fantastic. She she's stopped jumping. You know, I mean, she's doing the mom thing, but she's still got all the stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she at now? Um, she's back in England. Actually, no, 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 she's in Australia. Oh wow. Yeah, she moved, uh, married a, uh, an Aussie guy that surfs all the time. And they go back and forth between Australia and Bali. And, and uh, every once in a while, she'll post a picture back from Cross Keys as her, as her uh, profile picture. And I give her shit going, well, how many fucking years ago was that, Kim? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: like,
0: right. I'm like, come on. None of us are that young anymore. <laughs> well, and she was, <laughs> she was with the, uh, um, the AFS school. Uh, and you did yeah. jumps. That's when you got your AFF. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah. like uh, 2002, I think I got my, my AFF. Nice.
0: Nice. That was, I mean, it was a great place to learn because the student, there were so many students. Yeah,
1: it was awesome. I mean, I actually, I remember uh, the president of a uh, USPA was, uh, was the evaluator. It was awesome. Glenn Bangs.
0: Glenn Bangs. Oh man. He was, yeah. uh, he managed one of the years that I was there. That was
1: something else. Yeah.
0: He ran a tight ship. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Well, and we had a bunch of Vegas people ended up going through there um, because Mike Skeffington ran the video concession for a while, didn't
1: he? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: And Skeff was the first guy in skydiving I ever met. Really? Yeah, man, Uh, because I went out to, to book a tandem at Skydive Las Vegas and Skeff was working there him and his, him and his long hair and all that stuff. And he was just this total cool dude. And, and, and uh, yeah, I I think he ran the concession for what, a year or two. Yeah.
1: yeah nice. Yeah, that was cool.
0: Were you there when, uh, when Eddie Carroll, uh, managed the staff for a season
1: at cross keys. Yeah. Uh-uh.
0: Yeah. Cause he did uh-huh. there. And, and, uh, um, who, I mean, who else from back in the day? Well, you, of course you remember Jacko.
1: Yeah, of course. How's how's he doing? Have you talked to
0: him? Oh yeah, I talk to him all the time. He uh he went from um, jumping full time to flying full time, and then back to jumping full time. So he's still in it, man. Going.
1: Where's
0: he at? Um, he's uh traveling around and over in the Middle East, and he uh, also I just talked to him, and he uh he just got back from a summer rock rock climbing in Greece. Oh wow. Yeah, man. Him and his, him oh, and his yes. girlfriend took off and went climbing in Greece for like three months. Holy crap! Yeah, man. I so know, sir, Greece. and of course you heard everything about uh, um, Mr. Stanley. I
1: know that's uh, horrible.
0: Yeah, but, uh, I mean it, it's absolutely brutal, right? I mean, for those that didn't know him, Rob Stanley. We did a, a tribute podcast. I had Mark Norman on uh oh, Mark yeah. Norman and uh uh Will Logines. Mr. Norman. Mr. Norman. Yeah, Mr. Norman and yeah. and Will s sat down with me and we uh we talked all things Rob uh and oh, uh wow. yeah man it was a real bummer when he passed and and such a freak accident for a guy with what like 25,000 skydives.
1: Yeah, and he had survived so much crazy stuff already. Right?
0: I mean, who the fuck gets yeah. pulled out of the engine compartment of a Cessna and walks away from it for fuck's sake? Seriously. Yeah, yeah. So, so you did you did five years in Cross Keys, and then where'd you go from there?
1: Uh, I went from Cross Keys to Puerto, Puerto, rico. Puerto, Puerto rico. rico. Puerto Rico, man. yeah, man. Puerto
0: Rico, qué rico. That was pretty cool was place. Another,
1: yeah, that was another amazing chapter.
0: Amazing. So now, how did that come about?
1: Uh, I met uh, I met the the current owner of uh, Extreme Divers at, in in Jersey. In, and actually in 99, when when it was my first year, he was actually uh, he was working in Florida at the time at, in Cluiston. And then uh, he uh, somehow he ended up filling in for a guy who was a, a tandem instructor who uh, he was filling in for a tandem instructor and at, at Jersey Shore where I was working. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah. And then I met him and uh, I thought he was a cop when I first met him because he had like a he was a you know huge guy, 6'2", and Thirty pounds. He had like a flat top. He was driving like an all blacked out Mustang. I was like, Dude, are you a cop? <laughs> and he was just laughing so hard. And then, he and then he uh, pulls me in, pulls me in his uh, his Mustang. He's like, Let like you go fast. I was like, Hell yeah! And we were so he was just like driving around all fast. And then the, he's like, You like to smoke weed? I'm like, Of course, yeah. <laughs> Well, now,
0: wasn't uh, it was uh, weed that, that kind of sparked your desire to bail out of skydive Las Vegas, wasn't it, when they started wanting to do piss testing? Um, no,
1: I think I don't think it was it wasn't like the reason why I left. But I mean, I was like, oh, no, they're doing he wants to do piss tests now. Like,
0: right. Yeah. All right. Well, because I remember um, the day that they were handing those things out, um, I remember you and a couple of other people not being particularly happy. You're like, this is some shit right here. Come on. We're <laughs> fucking skydivers. What are you talking about? But this is back, of course, when people would still do the, the old safety meetings all the time.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, remember yeah. that
0: shit? We're going to go have a safety meeting behind the hangar and people would just kind of disappear. Like <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: i mean they don't talk about it anymore but uh sometimes my we're like my old my og friends were like hey safety meeting <laughs>
0: yep yep oh absolutely well and i've talked to a few different people uh, um that were back when it was getting started and all that and it was a different time back then i mean now skydiving's gotten so mainstream and so corporate they can't get away with it anymore i
1: know yeah. i so mean i that do uh go through a lot of drug tests in my skydiving career.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, see, but now you're in a state where it's all legal. And, and I mean, that's cool. Uh,
1: it's legal for the most part, but I mean, I think it. there's still drug tests in the, the drop zones out here.
0: Yeah. See, that's the thing, right? Is that even if they legalize it, uh, um, will they allow it when it comes to aviation stuff like me as a pilot, right. even if it's legalized nationally, I can't ever smoke the stuff which is fine because yeah. I'm a horrible stoner. I just get paranoid and, and hungry.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> which yeah, is, how's your I, flying going? Dude, I've been flying my ass off, having a good time with it uh, up and down and still flying jumpers. I mean, I've, I, I rolled through 10,000 hours just in the otter. So That's I've been doing it a while now. That's amazing.
1: Congratulations.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all good. I think I got a few more years in me before I finally hang up the spurs and, and just go be a fun jumper somewhere. <laughs> something like that now when uh when he started that uh, drop zone in in puerto rico uh, and you ended up out there it was a small drop zone to start with yeah
1: it was tiny 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 like such a small operation just operated out of like a trailer and like a couple couple pop-up easy up tents you know like that's it nice it was so small
0: well, but it went from that to aircraft flying in for the Puerto Rico boogie and it got pretty big time. Didn't yeah. It?
1: yeah, I think he's had about, um, he's had about maybe like 14 or 15 Puerto Rico boogies, maybe a little, maybe one or two more or less. But, um, and I've been to like 13 of them.
0: Wow. Now they, don't they get the, uh, the skydive Chicago, uh, otters to fly out there?
1: Yeah. It used to be uh cross keys planes, and then, and then, uh, Scott has Sebastian's and then uh yeah and then uh now he's got uh Brooks planes and then Brooks Plains and then and then yeah uh wait who else did you say?
0: Uh I th- well I think uh uh Chicago or uh, pardon me uh Chicago land. Oh yeah uh, Doug Smith's Chicago place got yeah, Chicago, to, and
1: then Chicago land.
0: Yeah, he used yeah. to fly his otter out there for a few of them, uh which was cool. In like, fact you I hear think something
1: crazy. Huh? <laughs> Hell yeah, I do. Bless you. Um, there's actually three drop zones out there now in Puerto Rico. Seriously? There's three drop zones, and two of them are on the same small airport.
0: It's oh, crazy. No, that's like a Hawaii bullshit game.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the and and both of the guys who, who own the other drop zones, Jason taught him how to sky hat. <laughs> oh
0: no. Is it like war or do they at least get along a little no, bit?
1: No, no, they they get along. It was war at first, but I mean I think uh I think they all get along now.
0: Uh see, that's always the thing that bummed me out the most, especially hearing about all the shit that used to go down in Hawaii, um, and the shit yeah. that went down in Vegas for a while. Uh, hell, I even gotten I even got involved in a fight in in Vegas because of that shit, and it's just such a oh. bummer because there's no reason for that shit to be happening in skydiving. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, it, it's a bummer. I I, I I think the worst I ever heard was at one of the uh, operations that were battling. If they saw a tandem from the other operation getting dragged in high winds, they weren't allowed to go help them. What the fuck? Yeah, that's really
1: bad. Yeah, the, that's they had yeah.
0: that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: They, they had that shack in the middle in Hawaii, and the they were they weren't even allowed to hang out with each other.
0: What the fuck, man? Come on.
1: That's really bad. That's really yeah. bad.
0: That's horrible. That's not what it's supposed to be about, man. Not at all. Well, I think you were yeah. still jumping in Puerto Rico when I started flying in the Caribbean, uh, because I wanted to I always meant to hop from Saint Croix where I was flying over to uh the drop zone because I'd fly into San Juan like four times a day. But yeah, never You're made it. The to the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never made it to the to the damn drop zone though.
1: Yeah, that was really fun, man. Puerto Rico was one of my funnest chapters for sure, too.
0: Now where'd did you go from? Where'd you go from there?
1: Uh, I came back to Cali. uh, uh, Came back to Cali and I started jumping at, I think it was... uh, Paris, and then Scott F. Santa Barbara, and then Scott F. San Diego, and then to Elsinore, and then go jump Oceanside.
0: Fucking hell! So I man. basically
1: worked on all the drops in Southern California.
0: Well, I know you were pumping up uh, Oceanside quite a bit, and I remember because in a lot of the posts, the uh, the Pack Seven Fifty that I learned how to fly in was flying for Oceanside. Yeah. Ray Farrell's. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh,
0: they were using davis's old one yeah yeah man yeah and i remember when i first saw a picture of that bird uh, in this i think it was in parachutist magazine i saw a picture of it didn't even know what it was thought it was the ugliest fucking thing i'd ever seen and then i learned yeah. how to fly it and it became the most beautiful bird <laughs> in the world <laughs> and so i still have a big place in my heart for that bird because that's the first turban i ever flew nice yeah man okay. so you finally had to uh, to hang up working full time in skydiving because of the neck. Have you thought about trying to get it fixed so you could go back to it, or well, what what are you doing for work now?
1: Um, no, I'm actually. Uh, it, uh, what it what it has done is actually forced me to change careers. It's something that I've been thinking about for years because I knew that I didn't want to skydive for a living forever. Sure, because there's so much other stuff to do out there, and uh, I think uh, me injuring my, or my neck getting injured was just like a. a the final push that I needed to to basically change careers. Sure. So I was like or the final the final push. And uh yeah, so I'm right now I'm just in between careers. Um I'm ho- I'm getting a drone flying and um hopefully gonna be uh playing some music, DJing.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well I know yeah. you've done a, is it the entertainment industry you've worked in on and off a lot with um, your family?
1: Yeah, I've worked in production. Uh, I was working on a production team on a church uh, for, for a couple of years. That was pretty awesome. So I got to learn a lot about productions and how they work and how they, about sound and lighting and stuff. So that was really cool. It was very knowledgeable.
0: Oh, dude, that's badass. And it's, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. I hate to say it, but we're not fucking kids anymore, right? I mean, uh, yeah, I know. Sh- shit's hard on your body.
1: <laughs> and there's no benefits with skydiving and all that stuff. And-
0: Yeah, I mean, both you and I have friends that uh, are still, you know, going hard for a living, chucking drugs and doing all that stuff, and they're kind of in a corner now, right? I mean, they've gotten no choice but to keep going because you got to make that money. I was always just terrified that I was going to be that 50-something-year-old guy that lived in the trailer behind the fucking tiki Mm -hmm. bar that that couldn't afford to go anywhere else and was just making enough to get by. Oh, Right? (laughs) <laughs> no <thanks. laughs> yeah, no thanks. Well, I'm like you. I'm I'm uh, I'm stoked that I got to graduate and become a full time fun jumper. Yeah.
1: Now yeah, I remember. I remember I, that I once I saw, always said that I wanted to be a fun jumper, and now I am.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Right. I mean, it only took how many? Well, how many jumps do you have now? Like thirteen, About fourteen 17,
1: thousand, seventeen and a half
0: thousand. Seventeen and a half, jumps. And a half thousand jumps. Yeah. That's enough jumps to go be a fun jumper. I think you're qualified.
1: It's pretty good. <laughs> a couple openings, couple landings.
0: Yeah, one or two, one or two, man. It's uh, well, and you had you had an experience uh, a few years back that I think was a big turning point for you as well. You had a nasty car wreck. I had a what? You had a nasty car accident, didn't you?
1: I did. I had an out of body experience.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I remember you posting about it, and you could tell your whole vibe just changed from that accident forward. And you were always a pretty upbeat, happy guy. But you just became much more. you Got to live in the moment. To enjoy everything. The awesome. Yeah, it was
1: pretty pretty crazy, man. Yeah, so it definitely gave me a new outlook on life. What happened with that accident? Huh? What happened in the accident? Oh, it's uh, it's cutting out, in and out a little bit. Sorry, the, the the sound. It's all good. No, I was just saying, what happened with the accident? Um, I was just giving a buddy ride home. Uh, I, lived, I was living up in LA, at the t- or like uh, LA County at the time, and I was giving a buddy ride home in Newport Beach, and uh, I just fell asleep with a wheel, mm. and uh, my car launched like thirty feet in the air, and like it didn't flip, thank God, but it just launched like thirty feet in the air off the freeway, and like landed like right next to a building, almost slamming into it. And I, if I would have slammed into that building, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now. Like, I no just, shit,
0: man. I mean, I knew it was a bad accident. You a while later posted a couple of pictures of the car, and I remember thinking, "Fucking hell, that's that's not good." But I didn't realize it was that hardcore.
1: Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I remember I remember seeing the whole scene like from like 15 feet above, looking down, like seeing my car all scrunched up. I didn't see myself, but I saw my car, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, look at that!" No, and then uh, I. And then it took the, the paramedics, used the jaws of life to get me out of my car. That's how smashed up it was.
0: No shit. Yeah. No shit, man. Wow. Yeah. I mean, oh, and it's kind of funny that that kind of snapped you out of it. Out of it and, and and you were, like I said, already a pretty upbeat guy. And you're super, super close to your family, which I always kind of envied. Uh, but it made you even tighter with them, right? Yeah, for sure. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, I see all the pictures. <laughs> get... Go ahead. good. ahead. All right.
1: I was just going to say my girlfriend at the time that was pretty pissed off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they tend to do that every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. So look, one of the things I always do as I wrap up podcasts is I always ask, especially with high time jumpers, to give a little bit of advice to the new guys getting started, like how they can be safe and what they should be looking out for. And then I ask for advice to keep the old fuckers like me from getting burned out and giving up on the sport. So what would you say to both those groups of people?
1: Uh, the best advice I could give is um, always ask questions. Uh, definitely to people that, that you know have more knowledge in you than have been in the sport for a while and, and have the experience. Um, and uh, just, you know, I mean, it's good to push your limits but you know know your limits and uh just let just seek a uh, seek coaching and uh just uh just uh, keep stay current stay current's the main thing nice, stay nice. Current.
0: now how about for the yeah. crusty old guys like me that are are that can't keep this happy outlook that you've got how do they find uh find the groove find that passion again in the sport
1: um i don't know it, maybe like just jump just fun jump you know just fun jump but uh, do it. Just keep it small ways, like two or three ways, and so it's not that stressful. And uh, and jump in like fun places.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, it's kind of the same advice that I get from a lot of the people. I think it was uh, uh, Joe Jennings was like, try something different. Go do something you suck at, man. Get some coaching on something you don't do well. Travel. Go to other drop zones. Meet new people. Yeah. I mean, which is the shit that you do all the time, because, I mean, you've bounced around the world. I've seen you over in Thailand, and and you made a stop through Bali and went all kinds of different places, man. You were getting out and about and really enjoying it. And that was kind of after the car wreck, too, huh? That
1: was after, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went there in, like,
1: 2018.
0: Nice. Nice, man. Well, fucking hell. So for anybody listening that wants to follow you and and knows about your experience and wants to see where they can come out and make a fun jump with you, or maybe they want to get some coaching. How do they find Danny Kuhn? Where do they find Danny Kuhn?
1: Uh, You can find me on uh, Facebook as Danny, Danny James Kuhn or uh, Instagram space traveler, DK or uh, (laughs) find me at at, uh, a skydive Elsinore. As uh, DK or Danny Coon, either or. I mean, I go by multiple names. But <laughs>
0: nice. well, I see you're at pretty much every event that uh, uh, Elsinore has, and I'm assuming that you're out there jumping quite a bit too. So, which is a badass.
1: Yeah, yeah. They just had an awesome event out there called Ch- uh, Chicks Rock.
0: Yeah, yeah. Chicks Rock is it was huge. The 20th now. anniversary.
1: 20 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really, really fun. Amazing.
0: Yeah. Oh man, it's it's come a long way, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, they. It's amazing just to go there, and whenever I go there, I just see, like, a whole new, whole new generation of jumpers. It's crazy.
0: Right, right. Well, and I, I saw some great pictures of you and, like, Melanie Curtis hanging out there and tearing it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah,
1: that was awesome. She's ab- amazing.
0: Absolutely. Well, and it's so funny, too, because these are people that, of course, have been in the sport for a very long time, but they're still out there just digging it, and it's always fun yeah. to see. Danny, yeah, man, so great I to cannot – I cannot fucking thank you enough for taking the time to sit down and shoot the shit with me. It's been so fucking long since I've seen you.
1: Yeah, it's been, it's been amazing talking with you, brother.
0: We'll try not to to make it a couple of years before we do it again.
1: Yeah, seriously, I want to come out there,
0: dude. Absolutely, you come visit me anytime, anywhere you want. You just tell me when the fuck to pick you up from the airport. That's all you need to do.
1: All right, cool. <laughs> all right, brother. I'll take you up on that. <laughs> take
0: it easy, man. Right. Great to see you. See ya. Later, brother. And there you go. Another episode of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void in the Can brought to you as always by that's right, NZ Aerosports. Fuck yeah. Brought to you by Summit Parachute Systems. Head to summitparachutesystems.com. You can check out the badass pilot rigs that Jarrett Martin and the family are cranking out over there, as well as the incredible rigging courses that Jarrett gives. As for me, I am the fucking pilot. Head to pilot.net or the princesspilot.com where you can find links to all the previous podcasts and both the books. We'll see you next time. Like
1: a blow a